Welcome what is everybody. up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Shot Callers presented by 48MinutesNetwork.com, your favorite website for all your favorite articles, um, podcasts, um, game recaps, everything that is basketball and college basketball. My man, Ben Brown, is with me. What's going on, babe? What's up, man? We got oh, the man, lights on see. us. We I know. got the wine. I mean, what is going on? We're basically man? on an episode of The Bachelor right now. We are. You know what I mean? That's it. Where's the Bachelor. Ro- where my rose? Where my exactly. rose at? You would get the final rose always. <laughs> um, today's episode, we're going to talk about the Western Conference playoff teams and what's the biggest question for each of them. Um, last week, we talked about the Eastern Conference teams. I know you guys have already listened to it, loved it, shared it, um, checked it out. So appreciate it. Um, but yeah, this is a fun one today. Yeah, Western Conference was it's you know the wild wild west, baby. It's so a it's different a lot beast of out in the west Absolutely. for sure. Uh, we also have our live pod that's coming up, and that's going to be Wednesday, so in two days, because we're recording this on a Monday night. Um, that's going to be live at Braxton Brewery, and that's going to be on Wednesday, March 20th at 7.30. And we're also going to be raising money for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Right now we have $420 uh, already raised for it. That's awesome. Appreciate it. Uh, Producer Tim's probably going to get a tattoo of our logo because of it. There's so. no probably about it. Oh, there's no probably no. about it. Yeah, he's, yeah right. He's in to get the I'm skin, hedging. You know he's what getting I mean? a tattoo. Yeah, he's getting a tattoo, no doubt. But it was really awesome that uh, people have come together for a great cause. Mm-hmm. We are going to be talking about college hoops at the brewery, so make sure you come by, um, buy some beer, hang out with us. We have a live Q&A, um, which is a really awesome thing. Make sure you, you check all that out. Um and that's it, man. Absolutely. Enjoy uh, enjoy this episode, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. I said I'll always remember the wood crack beneath my feet in a busy street. I never said I was angry, but I think I'm still in misery. But it's what I needed, and it took me by surprise. Sometimes I think I'm there. Hey, what's happening? Uh, I'm your host, Kyle Brandon. Joining me as he always does, my man Ben Brown. What's going on, my brother? Uh, today's episode, uh, we're going to talk about the Western Conference playoff teams and the biggest questions we have for all of them. Last week, we did the Eastern Conference teams. If you haven't listened to that, uh, I would say this is a great time to pause and go check that one out first, and then head back on and check this one out. Um, last week was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. I, I it really was. And I, and I think we answered a lot of questions that we had, so I think it, it was really cool. Yeah, and the playoff standings luckily haven't changed no. since last week, so everything is still very applicable. Mm-hmm. Um, this week we're going to go through the current standings in the West and what is the main question each team has. Um, we're going to start off, uh, Ben, you're going to start us off with Golden State. What's the number one question you have for Golden State? Uh, my number one question is, will winning cure all? Ooh, will winning cure all? So... You know, this has been one of the more flappable Golden State teams. Um, you've had the Draymond KD beef. Uh, you've got Clay Thompson, who you know is he going? Is he staying? He's going to be a free agent, right? You got KD, who's going to be a free agent, right? Uh, you've got uh, Steve Kerr mouthing things that he says he's not mouthing. We all saw it kind of clear that you know he yeah. was upset with Draymond um, at that point. So, will winning? cure all for this Golden State Warriors team? I think that's a great question. I mean, they're not even at 50 wins yet. No. And there's two teams in the East that are that are there yep. uh, in Toronto and Milwaukee. And this team is just a little too talented to not be there yet. Yeah. Um, 
it does seem a little bit like Trouble in Paradise, it right? Does. Absolutely. Um, and I don't know. I it it seems like KD should be happy. It seems like everyone should be happy. Steve Kerr should be happy. Draymond should be happy. Why would Clay ever want to leave? Like, right. This seems a perfect situation, but it's not. Um, I guess answering your own question, do you think it will cure all? Um, let's, let's. I mean, right now they're they're my favorite to win it. I, yeah, I, would assume I mean, your favorite to win. Yeah, it. absolutely. I, I think that they are um, hands down the favorite. Um, nothing about what's going on with them has wavered that for me anyway. Um, I, I think winning that championship and being on top, I think, is for any person that is a competitor, is what they want. So I. I think that they'll. I think they'll still end up on top. I don't. I don't okay. think there's any question. So when and if they win it, do they still have the turmoil? Do they still have the players leaving? Do they still have the players upset? Does it still seem like that locker room is not shored up? Um, I don't think it's shored up. I think. Okay. I think KD, um, maybe looking for another challenge. Um, I think Clay maybe trying to get out of Steph's shadow. Um, really? I think so, man. Really? I think. I think there's something about, you know, Steph Curry and KD are both really, you know, they're big figures. I mean, Steph Curry is arguably the greatest shooter that's ever played. Um, and as long as Clay's playing with Steph, Clay's never going to be that guy where you say, you know what, he can challenge him to be the greatest shooter. He can never be that because everybody's eyes, Steph is that guy. Yeah. I think there's something about being a competitor where I think he wants to be on a team where he can say, okay, I can be the greatest shooter. I can lead a team. Now, I don't know if he's going to go to a team like that where he's going to be the one because I don't know if he – Yeah. But, you know, if he goes to the Lakers or, you know, anybody like that, he's going to be that number two where, you know, right now it's Katie, Steph, then Clay. Even though Clay has breakout games, Clay does have good games where he scores a ton. But to me, KD right now is the number one player in the world. And Steph is yeah. still top five. Right. I mean, so. So do you think that Clay was happier before KD got there then? I think so. Really? I do. Um, on a winning I aspect. Think that if, that, if you really think that, I think he's done the perfect job of hiding it. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think. I think just as being a competitor, though, like, I really, really think that he wants to be that number two. When he was the number two. And people kind of thought of him, him and Steph, kind of on the same level as far as shooting. But like, think about it. When was the last time you heard? Oh yeah, the Splash Brothers. Yeah, they're not the Splash they're Brothers. They're not the Splash anymore. Brothers anymore because you Which have KD kind of in that mix there. And they where, just they just hit that. Um, they're the first pair, and however you know what I mean, however many years they've been doing right. it to each hit two hundred threes. Mm-hmm. And they were joking about how they want a tr- uh, statue for that, right? Um, but really, it doesn't feel like they're the Splash Brothers no. anymore. No, uh, it doesn't feel like they're the defensive guys anymore, or anything yeah. like that. It just right. kind of feels like they're just like this juggernaut Warriors thing. It's almost a new thing. Yep, uh, it feels much much different than it did three years ago. Correct, um, I agree with that. It, you know, it feels different than the '73 win team mm-hmm. for sure. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess I can see that. Um, I guess I just agree. I don't think it's going to cure all. Yeah. I think that KD's going to leave. I think that he's going to go to the Knicks, to be honest. Oh, um, yeah. I do. I, 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 I kind of got that feel, too. Yeah. I do. I think I he do. will. And um, But I still think they'll win the championship, and I don't think it'll hinder them too much getting there. No, they're still the best team. Yeah. I mean, they're still numero uno. I mean, until somebody can show that they can beat them four straight games, which 
Nobody has. It's really weird that we don't consider like the Bucks the best team. I know. Right? Uh, uh, I mean, over 60 games, they've been the best they've team? They've been the best team. I guess how big of a sample size do you, does it have to be the playoffs to, to consider them the best team? I think so. Okay. Uh, That's yeah. fair. I, I think that there's you have on Golden State's side, you have their experience, you have their championship pedigree, you have an MVP in Steph, you have an MVP in KD. Um, you just got a lot of different things that stack up for Golden State where you're like, even though I, I, I feel like Milwaukee can challenge them, you just don't feel like they can Giannis get. Giannis is there. He's he's not a two-time finals MVP, though. Right. And there's something to that. Right. You know, Golden State, out of the last four years, they have three, final, they have three finals MVPs right now on their roster. Mm-hmm. Not in people, but like total yeah. trophies, they have it on their Absolutely. roster. And that counts for something. Absolutely. I do disagree with the theory or the thinking or the conversation out there that they're not deep enough, to me, having five All-Stars mm-hmm. and having a Finals MVP on the bench, right? to me, that's deep enough. Yeah. I think that, like, at a certain point, like, I mean, how much more do you need? You have five All-Stars right. and a Finals MVP And a Finals MVP, like, right. That's, that right. seems like you're... Spoiled yeah. with people, you know what I mean? Yeah, so. and, and on top of that, I think people, they almost, like, discount Boogie. Like, like they forget how how good he is and how good he can be. And I think people almost discount Iguodala, too. Um, yeah, even yeah. though he's aging. I know he's aging. He's older. He's not the same player. But, like, I just feel like that experience, man. Like, when, you, when you've played at that level for so long, like, even when you look back at, like, Bulls dynasty. So you look back at the Lakers, like it didn't matter what happened during the season. Like when the playoffs hit, it was just a different switch. And I yeah. just get that feel. Yeah, absolutely. I think that a huge advantage they have, and we talked about this last week, mm-hmm. um, how important wings are and how the finals MVP every year is either a wing or, you know, when Andre Angodala won it, it was because he was guarding the best wing in the series. Right. It, it, Kawhi Leonard was a wing. LeBron James, mm-hmm. Kevin Durant. It, this is who wins final MVP. Right. It's how I think people win championships. Absolutely. They have Kevin Durant, who's going to be the best wing in the playoffs in the West, right? Yeah, by far. When you look at their top competitors, you look at Denver in the two seed. Their wings are pretty weak. Yeah, they're not very right? strong. Their mm-hmm. center is their main guy, and then they go guards. When you And then you go down to Houston – not a wing, not a wing team. There's not they're, a wing they're team. They're a guard team, and mm-hmm. then they also have Capella. You get down to Portland, not a wing not a team. Wing team at all. Guards, and they have Nurkic. Mm-hmm. And it's just like there's not really any wings to compete with them. Right. And I think that's a huge advantage. It's kind of being understated a little yeah. bit. Um, in a in an NBA and in a world where wings are dominant. so much more valuable, yeah. and dominant, like you said. Yeah. Uh, they're rich. Yeah. They're rich at <laughs> yeah, it. You know what I mean? They're really rich. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that, you know, Clay plays as a guard. Mm-hmm. He's the same height as Draymond. Right. Like, yeah. I mean. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, yeah, it's almost unfair. It's a distinct, it's a, a distinct advantage for yeah. sure. For sure. Um, let's get into the team that's right behind them, and mm-hmm. that's Denver. Um, for Denver, my question was. Is Denver still a year away? I know that last year they didn't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They were close. Um, they just missed it. Minnesota got in. Right. To me, it still feels like they're a little too young. Yeah. 
Um, they didn't get a meeting with LeBron this off season. I think that LeBron, you know, he went to LA for a ton of reasons, mm-hmm. but I think that he thought that their timeline might've been a little off too. Yeah. Um, but this team is really, really young. Like when I go down their core guys, right? Mm-hmm. Jokic, who their team is kind of built around. Absolutely. He's 24. Jamal Murray's 22. Gary Harris is 24. Monte Morris is 23. And Malik Beasley's 22. Wow. It's so young, man. Yeah. They're not even 25. And, they're and babies, man. They're, they're, babies. they're babies. And this is really their first run in the playoffs. To me, it's are they a year away? And I, I really do feel like they're a bit too young. Yeah. No playoff experience. It it just seems like they're going to have a good run this year. It's going to be cool. It's going to be like Boston last mm-hmm. year, right? Boston, it wasn't their year, but their young guys played super well. Right. It was awesome for them. Mm-hmm. They got great experience. We think of Jason Tatum as a different player because of the playoffs right. last year. And I think that that's kind of what we're going to see with Denver. But I don't think that... Denver's the second best team in the no. West, and I don't think that they're going to legitimately challenge. Right? We're, yeah, um, I would agree with that. Yeah, I, 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 it's, it's two things that we've talked about already before. One, you, you got to have a wing player that that can get it. You know what I mean? Like you've got to have a wing that can score, play defense. If you're playing in the Western Conference, you got to have that. Malik Beasley's their closest thing right. to it. But again, he's twenty two. He's twenty two. He's twenty two, and like when we're talking about in the past, it's been Kawhi Leonard, right? It's been Kevin, Kevin Durant, right? Right, like right. players of that caliber yep. to yep. really challenge for a title. Yeah, and a twenty two year old Malik Beasley. Yeah, in uh, my eyes, I don't think he's there. Not ready. Not ready. And the second thing that we talked about is that their best player is Jokic, playing through the center position. If you don't have a wing guy that that is a strong scorer, a strong player, and playing strictly through your center position. Now, they've won lots of games, but I don't know how many playoff games you can win with with your center being your number one guy. Yeah, and and I think it's fair to say that because we just haven't seen it in recent history. Right. In the way that the NBA is currently being played, Mm -hmm. and the way that the rules are, and the way that teams are constructed, and everything like that, when you factor everything in, Teams aren't winning with their center being the best guy. Right. What's I mean, give me one example of that in recent history. Yeah. There isn't one. No. With the way that the current NBA is. Um, so I think that's super fair to say. Mm-hmm. And I mean, who's their second best guy? Is it Jamal Murray? Like right. maybe? Maybe. Maybe it's Jamal Murray. Maybe. Um twenty two years old. Yeah. Still. I don't know if a twenty two year old Jamal Murray can be the second best guy on a championship team. Yeah. I don't think so. Right. And, and with, like you said, no playoff experience, um, you know, they're just now touching success. I mean, they missed the playoffs last year. That's a tough position to be in as a 22-year-old kid, your second year in the league. Like, that's that's tough. Absolutely. That's tough. Um, you know, some might say Gary Harris is their second best player. He's what? not even averaging 30 minutes a game. Like, Monte Morris is starting a few games now. And, right. You know, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I. I don't know. Right. He's not he's not been a good shooter this year compared to other years. Right. And I don't know if Gary Harris can be mm-hmm. your second best player either. Right. And so I think they're missing a number two option. I think they're missing a wing. Yeah. And I definitely think they're too young. 
And for me, that's the biggest question they have. Agree. Is their youth. Yeah. I would agree with that 100%. Yeah. They're, they're a year, maybe two away from being a solid contender. I think it'll help them if that Golden State team, of course, goes their separate ways. Yeah. Um, they're going to have to bring. They're going to, have to bring a free agent wing in that can do some do some scoring and be a, a, a second options. I, I to right now Murray is too inconsistent for me uh, to be a second option. You got to so, have. So for me, it's almost like this is almost like uh, maybe Philly last year. Yep. Right where yep. their center is mm-hmm. incredible. Yep. They have really good guards mm-hmm. in Simmons and uh, Redick. Redick. But last year, you know, you're not going to win a championship with Saric and Covington. And Covington's awesome. He's probably a first-team defensive guy if he doesn't get hurt this year. And he was first-team defensive last year. Uh, Covington's awesome. But is he a championship wing player? Probably not, right? Probably not. But it almost feels like they're kind of like that. Mm Mm-hmm. But Philly needed to make huge moves, Yes, right? And they They had to risk it all. They had to risk their number one pick in Fultz to get someone. They had to risk trading their wing depth yeah. to get someone. You know what I mean? Yep. They had to give up number one picks and really try and acquire two all-stars Correct. for a chance at it. And I think Denver still needs to do those moves right. before I seriously consider them a contender for it. Absolutely. But let's get into the third team in the Western Conference. And for me, I think this is the biggest competitor mm-hmm. uh, for the Warriors in the West. Um, and. Yeah. Let me know if you agree with that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I do. Um, and that's the Rockets, yeah. right? Yeah, the Rockets are three. Um, I, I think they're the biggest competitor. I mean, they got Chris Paul back healthy, Capella back healthy. Um, they have a you know resurgent Kenneth Fareed who's actually played really well. Um, my biggest question for them is James Harden. Is he going to be the stud that he's been pretty much all year? Or will the playoffs, where will all those minutes and scoring start to kill him in the playoffs? I mean, he's done. I mean, he's been incredible. I mean, we've we've talked about it, but you can see. I mean, in, in, from the last probably twenty games, his efficiency starting to drop. Um, he's starting to miss more shots. He's starting to be, you know, I think last night he only scored twenty. Like he's starting to be human again. Yeah, he's right? starting to be I somewhat human. He's right. human. Like, right. So I mean, we're used to seeing forty, forty-five, right, fifty. I mean, and now he's starting to kind of fall back a little bit towards the end of the season. I saw a graphic today, uh, real quick, and it was like all the fifty-point games because mm-hmm. Giannis had a fifty-point game mm-hmm. last night, and that game was incredible. Yeah, it was. That game was awesome. Man, yeah. that was. That was an awesome game. Yeah, that and game I, was I awesome. just want that series forever. I feel like we could do a whole podcast just on <laughs> just on the Bucks Sixers game. Seriously, I agree. It, it, like the the Simmons versus oh, Giannis matchup. Yeah, I thought it was going to be Embiid versus Giannis, but it was Simmons versus Giannis. Yeah, and then Embiid had his own kind of war going on. That it was just incredible. Yeah, but they it was, the graphics showed fifty point games this mm-hmm. year, and it was like oh you know Giannis had a fifty point game and. Jamal Murray had a 50-point game. Like, all these people right. had a 50-point game and all that stuff. And then it said James Harden. And then in parentheses it said six. Just real casual. Like, <laughs> like, like, like Blake Griffin, 50 points. Right. You know what I mean? Giannis, 50 right. points. James Harden, six. Six. And I was like, wait, we're just gonna we're just gonna act like there's like, not a six next right. to this man's name? Six 50-point games yeah. this year. Yeah. I mean. So when I hear that his production's going down, um, 
this man's got a six next to his name on the fifty point right. list this season. So right. I think I think that's fine for his production to go yeah. down a little bit. Yeah. But the issue has been that his production goes down in the playoffs. Right. And um producer Tim um current currently and always has kind of criticized his heart mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. And um I think this would be a great chance for him to kind of show. I think this is a really good opportunity for him to kind of put it on his back and be like, okay, we need to get to the finals. Um, I I think Chris Paul, Chris Paul's health is also key. Um, yeah, we started calling him CP three to five weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's who he is. But now. that's who he is. I mean, that's he he is what he is. You know, and what how I mean? old is he? Thirty three. Thirty three. I think. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's a lot to put on. Once you get to what. In the NBA, once you get to 30, yeah. you got miles on you. You got for miles. Sure. Yep. And the only one that's kind of bucked that a little bit recently has been LeBron. I mean, he's – I mean, even LeBron has struggled, but he still is LeBron. But yeah. um, 33-point 30, guard with a lot of miles is really tough to go through series after series of battles. And, and you know, I, I Harden has to be that guy where – He's going to have to average probably 34, 36. Woo. I mean, that's a lot. That is a lot. Especially night after night in playoff basketball. I mean, that's just a ton of. Yeah, but we saw him average 40 plus for, you know, right. however many games. Right. And that was an incredible run. Do I think that he could do it against just the top opponents right. in the West? Probably not. It's probably unrealistic to yeah. think he can. Yeah. But. But man, he can't have any stinkers, man. For like, him to cap off this season with a nice playoff run would be incredible. Yeah. And I think it would really kind of put the exclamation point on it Yeah, on the season. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think that they've got one run in them. I mean, I really do. I, I think that they're the second best team in the West. Yeah, you're right. Um, you know, I just worry about that much scoring being put on him now like you said he's had an incredible run of 40 point games or 40 above or 30 above um he had an incredible run of those um but like like you said playing playoff team after playoff team top-notch talent every night how many of those does he have in him yeah and and everyone says that he gets fatigued right that's kind of in the storyline is he gets fatigued and uh, what was it? Two years ago, mm-hmm. it wasn't. It wasn't the bad three point shooting where they missed twenty plus straight threes. Right. It was the year before that. I mean, people talked about um, did he go out partying before? Right. Was, it, did someone wear a James Harden jersey? Like it was. <laughs> it was unreal. Yeah. And um, he erased a little bit of that. He did. Um, and I think he silenced a good amount of it this year. Yeah. With his performance. Yeah. But. I, he hasn't really had that playoff moment uh, where he really elevated his team, right, and really brought him to be a true contender, right. And, and when the pressure was on him last year, I was going to say that, yeah, he I fell. Mean, it was Game Seven. It's on your shoulders, and and you know, let's put the blame where it should be. Trevor Reza was like, over oh yeah, he eleven was, or nine yeah, or he something was garbage, silly. Yeah, yeah he was uh, hot from garbage. Three, so yeah. there's a lot of factors that mm-hmm. went into that. Not just James Harden, but he really does need to come through in the playoffs yeah. for once. Yep, and yeah. I, and I think this is the year. And I think I think we're looking at a Rockets Golden State, yeah, uh, Western Conference Finals for sure. 
Uh, let's get into the four seed mm-hmm. right now. And we were talking a little bit about um, that kind of 30-year mark, right? Steph yeah. just hit it. He and, did. And he seems to be doing excellent for uh, 30 yeah, years. Yeah, he's handled he's that pretty well. <laughs> Man, if I, like, if I was just new to basketball and you told me, yeah, Steph, he's like 26, I'd be like, oh, oh yeah. wow, yeah. He's, yeah, got, he's got a lot of years. He's, he's got, got a long, be, long yeah. career ahead Yeah, of he's going to be good. Um, but it's really crazy that he's already 30. Uh, the next team in the standings is Portland. And my big question for them, similar to your Houston question, is is this Lillard's year? Lillard's going to be 29 this offseason, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Realistically, how many more seasons does he have where he's in his prime? Right. Right? Like, for a guard, and he was all NBA first team last year. Mm-hmm. First team. Yeah. And this isn't a league that has Curry. This isn't a league that has Harden, that has Westbrook, yeah. that has Kyrie Irving. Um, he was first team all Absolutely. NBA. And you know, how many how many more years in his prime do you realistically think he has if he's gonna be twenty nine? Uh well history shows us maybe two, maybe three. I mean thirty one, thirty two, maybe. Maybe thirty two? Yeah, I mean that's kind of a stretch. I mean even thirty two is kind of a stretch. I mean Is there any top five point guards in the league right now that are thirty two or no, no. I so mean, I, like, I, yeah. So it's hard. I mean, to think it's hard that, to think that he's going to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And even when we go to top ten, Chris Paul. Yeah. Is there any other old point guards that are top ten? No. Not not that comes off not the top the, of my yeah, head. No, I can't think of any. And so really, he's only got a couple years left. Mm-hmm. And I think Lillard is like the perfect guy for the playoffs, man. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. I love. I I think that he is a guy that I like guys that take it personal. You know what I mean? He's a guy that takes it personal and I and I like that about him. And I, I like that he's a clutch clutch player. I mean he he's hit big shot after big shot and you know in multiple games. He's hit game winners. I mean dang time, you know what I mean? I love it. You know, so I, I mean love he it. he is he is built for the playoffs. So we talk about Dame time. Mm-hmm. I would say that at least in the regular season there's, you know, only in a handful of players that I would rather the ball be in their hand at the end of games. Oh, yeah. Kyrie Irving might be one. Again, there's there's a very small list yeah. that would be ahead of, of Damian Lillard, yeah. right? Then when we look at Damian Lillard's per 36 minutes mm-hmm. stats from regular season to playoffs, in the regular season, he averages uh, 43% from the field. Ooh, in the playoffs, it drops down to 40%. From three, it's at thirty-seven percent. Drops down to thirty-four. Um, his assists drops from six to five. His points drop down two points. He just he underperforms. And when right. we talk about him being Dame time, I mean, in the biggest moments in the regular season, he's the best. Right. He's literally like one of the best in the league. Yeah. And it's just crazy that in the playoffs he's not because it right. seems like the playoffs are built for him. He doesn't have a limit on his range mm-hmm. at all. No. Gosh, no. Mm-hmm. At all. Um, I mean, he has legitimately, I think he's probably the only person in the league that has similar range to Curry. Oh yeah. I would agree with that. Like Trey young, not at the efficiency, but he has it. Um, but it just seems like he, his range just goes, you know, once he crosses half court, he could pull up Yeah, and it's nuts. And his game improves every year. He adds something new. You know, he, he works real. from what I hear. 
uh, from other NBA reporters. They say he works so hard in the offseason, and he wants to specifically add a skill. Yeah. And I would just love it if he if he could have oh, his playoff moment. Man. I would love it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, he's averaging over 40 minutes a game in his career in the playoffs. <sighs> Gosh. 40 minutes. So he knows that he's got to be the guy. Yeah. Um, he just hasn't done it. I mean, last year he got swept. Yeah. <laughs> by a Pelicans team that when we look at that Pelicans team right now, what they they're missing Grando. Yeah. Rondo's been bad for the Lakers. Uh, like real bad. Understatedly bad. What was his plus minus? I saw a stat where his plus minus was like negative 85. Negative 85. <laughs> Dude, it's really bad. Like he's been horrible. It's really bad. Yeah. He's and been Alfred horrible. Payton's getting triple doubles. Yeah. So I just I don't think Alfred Payton's as good as Rondo. But I right. don't think that there's this like drastic drop off, right? Especially when you have Randall on the team. Randall had 45 it, points last yeah. night, and he's been a, and he's been a monster. Yeah, he's been a monster. And that team is really not not that good. No, and and they just waxed this Portland team mm-hmm. last year, and it was a four game series, and they just got to be better. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, th- I, I I hope that I hope that he takes it upon himself to to get his team where they deserve to be. Like you said, I love Damian Lillard and I wish that he would play that way in the playoffs. Um, he needs that just for his legacy. I mean, he's already known as one of the top players. He's already known as uh, an all pro, but he needs a good playoff run to cement his legacy. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I do like their depth this year though. Yeah, it's, it's pretty fun. Um, Evan Turner's just kind of been like the second unit guy. Mm-hmm. He'll run the entire second unit. Mm-hmm. Um, he hasn't hit a three in like two months. Yeah, that's <laughs> which is crazy in 2019. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that, but they picked up that, Enos right. Cancer, which I think there hasn't been an episode that's gone by where I haven't ragged on Enos Cancer yeah. and how he's just an empty minutes offensive guy that's terrible at defense. Uh, we do have a lot of Turkish listeners, uh, so shout out Enos Cantor. I guess. Shout out to I Enos Cantor, baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but they picked up Scal. They picked up Rodney Hood. Yes, yeah, so Rodney Hood was a big addition for them. So Rodney Hood, and and I'm not trying to like like uh, overstate Rodney Hood here. I'm not trying to swing so much the other way on Rodney Hood, but he was the second best scorer on a Jazz team mm-hmm. that was, you know kind of in the hunt for yeah. a title contender team last year. Yeah. He was the second best scorer on that team. And they added him as like, what the eighth man on that team. Yeah. They have Zach Collins, which everyone seems to love. And, yeah. And I like Zach Collins a good amount. I, I think that they have good depth. Um, Nurkic is a legit center this mm-hmm. year. Um, I think that he can hang with the best of them yeah. as far as the centers go. Yeah. I, you know, I, I expect his production to be in the Steven Adams range yeah. every night. Yeah. And that's a good, and place. it should be. Yeah. That's a good place yeah. to be for your third best guy. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just don't think there's too many excuses. Their top tier talents. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Lillard's Lillard's fantastic. CJ McCollum has really gelled well he this has. year. Yeah. It seems like it all kind of fits together yep. more. Instead yep. of your turn, my turn, right. it's kind of a, a unit more, and um, they kind of have 
it's it's almost like a Houston, mm-hmm. right? Where where instead of uh, two guards and a center, right? Houston right. has they have kind of the baby version yep. of it. Um, <laughs> but I do like their depth more than Houston. Yeah. So I, I do like yeah. I, I mean, just, I just think the, the Rodney Hood and as much as we talked about Enos Kander, I think those two pickups are huge for them. Yeah, I think they're huge for them. I agree, man. Um, yeah, I just think there's not too many excuses, and Lillard's got to get it done before it's too late, man. Dame time. Got to be Dame time. Let's go, man. <laughs> Let's move on to the next team in the West. Who, uh, who'd you have? OKC. OKC. Yes, sir. Um, my biggest question is playoff P, man. Playoff, playoff P. P. Playoff P's got to show up. I, so this this is a humble brag. I'll do it. I don't care. There you go. Um, I wrote an article about, about Paul George being playoff P mm-hmm. December 12th, 2018. <laughs> Mark it down. December twelfth. So, uh, I'll say it. I was ahead of the play. Oh, you I were was ahead of the playoff. No P doubt. MVP. No doubt. Thing, so. No doubt. You can check that article out on forty eight minutes dot com. Yes, sir. It's there. Um, but yeah, forty eight minutes network. I don't know what the website's called. Whatever. <laughs> hey, fine. you see the hey. You see it? Oh, that's our Twitter app. That's the Twitter handle. That's our Twitter handle. You know what I mean? Just check us out. Add an e to that and oh, you know what I mean? What's Holla up? at us, you know. Love it. Um, but yeah, playoff P, man. Um, I I really think that he has to be phenomenal for them to make a run. Now, there's a lot of factors of that. I think Westbrook has to still be the guy that facilitates everything. And Westbrook can't get selfish in the playoffs where his points start to matter. Now, Do you think he plays selfish? Um, I think he's done a better job of being a number two than he has before. I think when Durant was there, I think he, I think he wanted to be like, I'm the one, I'm the one, and couldn't accept that Durant was the better player. Yeah, I just, it's really weird, and I don't, I really don't know where I even stand on this. Mm-hmm. But there's no other player in the league that gets good stats. And again, I'm not, I'm not a Russ guy, or I'm not an anti-Russ guy. Right. But there's no one else in the league that gets good stats that is called like a selfish right. guy for getting good stats. Yeah. You know what I mean? When Steph Curry gets good stats, it's just Steph Curry's awesome. Right. When Lillard gets good stats, Lillard's awesome. Mm-hmm. When Kyrie, when LeBron, everyone's just awesome. Yeah. And then when Westbrook gets good stats, it's almost like, oh, he's trying to get his stats. Right. Like it's a negative. And maybe he is, right? Again, I'm not I'm not saying he is or isn't. It's just very weird that He's the only player in the league that kind of gets that, yeah. right? And I and I think too that part of that is his own demeanor. Um, and I don't, yeah. I don't know. He's a warrior know, for sure, right? Like, he's a, like if you look at Steph Curry, like Steph is, oh, he's the happy go lucky, and you know, yeah, he's giving shoes to kids, and you yeah, know, create yeah. the women's shoes. <laughs> and Westbrook's like National Women's Day. Right. And Westbrook's like bump them kids. Like, right. no, Westbrook's know? literally talking to smack right. the kids talking in the smack first the row. Kids, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. It, I think it's a demeanor thing where people see that he is—he's just a different kind of superstar. Like he, you no, know, I agree. You know, he got suspended last night where you know he didn't want to answer the question about his 16th technical, so he just kept saying next question. So the league suspends him. Well, I mean, they suspended him for the 16th technical, right. but but I mean, like he was just like next question. Me and next you one. didn't have this conversation on wax or just even over text or anything. I don't no. think uh-uh. Westbrook's comments to the guy. Uh, we didn't really talk about it. No. Uh uh-uh. uh. Let's take let's take one minute. All right, one minute. I'll let you go. You want let me go? Yeah. Um, because when I first heard it, I thought it was a bit racially charged. Yeah. 
Um, but, that, but I, I don't know. It, I feel like I'm almost on the outside looking in. Right. So, right. What were your thoughts when you first? Um, when I first saw it, my initial reaction was, "You make, you're a professional athlete," and I, and like I said, I didn't hear all of it for, at first, but you're a professional athlete on a professional stage. Why are you giving this guy a platform by responding to him? That was my initial reaction. Like, you're going to get people to say things to you all the time as a professional athlete. So some point, some part of me is like, you've got to develop, you know, like a little bit thicker skin. I don't, I don't know what it is. You can't respond to every person that says something to you. Now, right. on the other hand of that, like I am, you know, as a man, like you can't just talk to me any kind of way. That's true. Which I understand. But part of that to me falls on the facilities that you play in. Like, how do you, how do you feel about the usage of the word boy? Yeah. I see. I, I, I I view the word boy honestly as kind of a almost a derogatory yeah. term. Yeah. And I yeah, and I think in the way the, in the way it's kind of being used. Yeah. And that. I think that was the context of it is that, you know, I'm better than you, boy, you know what I mean? Like I that kind of context, you know, that irks me. Yeah. Um but I I think that the facilities sometimes have to do a better job of listening to these like I people agree, buy man. people buy tickets and I get it. You can boo. You can boo to the cows come home, or you're a bum, or like that's fine. But sure. like when you start attacking people's race or their sexuality or whatever it may be, when you start to attack them personally, then you don't. You buying that ticket doesn't give you the right to do that. And the facilities need to do a better job, especially those security guards are standing right around the bench, like. You can hear that guy. Oh, those saying, ushers are there, man. Yeah, you They're can right hear there. those guys saying that stuff. Like, you should immediately call that guy out and say, you got to go. And he's got a conduct card. When he goes to sit yep. down, before his butt hits the seat, there's a Absolutely. piece of paper that says how to conduct yourself. Yep. And if you don't do it, you're yep. going to get kicked out. Yep. So he knows better. So he knows exactly. My, my kind of 10-second analysis of it was Westbrook was wrong. I don't think Westbrook should have doubled down. He mm-hmm. should never threaten a girl. The guy was also wrong. I think the guy was probably a racist, mm-hmm. judging by what I saw from what he said and, mm-hmm. and what the internet, what he put out on the internet. And I think everyone was just wrong in this. Yeah. I think the ushers handled it wrong. Westbrook handled it wrong. The guy handled it wrong. Everyone was wrong. Yep. And I think that it was uh, it was very cool of of, uh, of the jazz fans to kind of get yeah, together it was. and donate money to the human rights campaign. And, and Donovan uh, Mitchell also, Donovan uh, with Mitchell. his uh, Spider Foundation, also yeah. was donating money as well. So. I think that part of it's great. I think that we moved the conversation forward a lot in the NBA, and and I don't think the conversation really got moved forward. So that was kind of a bummer. Yeah. Um, but I think it kind of brought a little awareness that this stuff is still happening, and it's still happening to people that can afford courtside seats at an NBA game. Right. So, right. Um, but anyways, that's really all I wanted to talk about. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know if you want to say anything else on no, it, that no, was that, it. That was it. Yeah. Um. So the Thunder, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, so, the actual team so playing, the actual team play. So, um, and I know that we talk about that a lot, and and I don't know if it's really selfish play, but I think that I love Russell Westbrook when he's in the flow of doing all three. He's known for triple triple doubles. He's known for getting assists and rebounds. And I like when he is playing in the flow of the game and just not trying to. I guess take over. I don't know. Yeah. I think he, he has Paul George there and Paul George can be that guy be like, okay, 
I need to find him here on the wing. I need to do this. I need to get him buckets. I need to get him. and Westbrook. Now, now, don't get me wrong. Westbrook can get his. Like I, I'm not saying that, but like I think if you trust Paul George enough, I think that he's going to be enough to get you where you want to go. I agree. And um, I got I, I met up with my buddy um, Tony, who's mm-hmm. in State Champs. We use their intro music all oh, the time. Oh yeah! Shout, Shout out, out State Champs, out man. State Champs. Um, I was with Tony, and I'm trying to get him into the NBA. He lives in New York, okay. so he realizes it's the perfect time to be a Knicks fan. Well, yeah. So he's trying to get into the NBA right now. Yeah. And he was watching the uh, the Thunder game against the Nets the other night, yeah. right? and we were talking about it and everything. <laughs> and he's like, all right, what should I be watching? And I was like, you're going to tune in to watch Russell Westbrook, mm-hmm. but you're going to stay because of Paul George. Paul right? George, yep. And Absolutely. Russell Westbrook is the flashy guy that you put on the graphic on like, hey, tune in to ESPN mm-hmm. tonight. We got Russell, Russell Westbrook, Westbrook playing right. <laughs> at 930. It's going to be a cool matchup, whoever they're playing. Yeah. And then you turn it on, you realize that Paul George does everything perfectly. Yeah. And if you were to design a, a player in NBA 2K, it would literally be Paul George. Yeah. That's just... You know, a long wing who a can long play wing defense. That, that's the best defender in the league, right. and the best shooter <laughs> and in the best league. Shooter. <laughs> and he is going to lead the league in balls dove four. Yeah. And he's going to lead the league in all the hustle stats, which Deflections. is insane. Yep. Um, yep. And he uses his length as a huge advantage. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's just kind of the best of all worlds. Yeah. And uh, he's really recovered from that terrible leg injury yeah. he had really well. Yep. And uh, now I think he's a top 10 player in the world. Oh, yeah. And so yeah. now I think OKC probably has two top 10 players in the world. Yep. They also have Steven Adams, who's super talented at the yeah. center, um, who whatever you ask of him, he'll do. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the players are just really, really, really athletic, switchable, defensive guys. Yep. And that's a good place to be. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Top tier talent, excellent role players, switchable wings. Yep. That can can switch on anyone at defense. Yep. I mean, that's great. Absolutely. Billy Donovan has uh, championship pedigree in mm-hmm. college, not in the NBA, um, but they're in a really good spot. They are. They are. They are. Um, and especially without Carmelo Anthony this year, it just kind of all makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I really wish they had Andre Roberson kind of run. And I was looking at, yeah, and I was looking at that today. Good. You know, of course, you're going through their roster yeah. and looking at stuff, and you're like Roberson. You're like. Dude, if they had him. If like, they could round it out with Roberson. Yes. Because, honestly, Roberson might be the best defensive guy on that team. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy. Which is crazy. Because that team's already, like, one of the best defensive teams in the yeah. league. And you add him, I mean, and that that is – that's kind of that last piece of that puzzle where you can stick him on a, on a Kevin Durant or you can stick him on, you know, another wing – and Paul George doesn't have to guard the best player on offense and then go back yeah. and play. Like, you can stick him on there, and he can be that guy that locks that up, and Paul Absolutely. George can go play help side defense or yeah. go, you know, and then lead the team in scoring. So, yeah, he's a big piece of that puzzle I wish was playing, man. Oh, man, me too. Oh, wish he was playing. I do too. I, I do still think that that team is the second best team in the West, though. You think they I are? I think they're the second. Oh, or the, oh. I'm sorry, the third best. Yeah. They're the second best competitor, competitor. for Golden State. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Um, I, I their think top they're, tier talent, their switchability on defense, mm-hmm. and their wing depth. Love it. Yeah. I think they match up really well with them. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. I, do I really too. do. Um, we'll get into the next team. And I think that we've kind of 
past the threshold of teams that can legitimately contend for a title. Would agree. Right. And now we're kind of at the teams that are just kind of fighting and hopefully can win a first round playoff series. Mm -hmm. And we get into San Antonio. And my question with San Antonio, (laughs) I was going to say, (laughs) why are you guys doing this? Is the main, (laughs) why are you doing this? Why aren't you fun to watch? No, you're Uh, so boring. Yeah, no, really. It's just stop shooting mid range. Please is my question. Uh, my main question for them was, can Derek White slow down James Harden? And before everyone um, stops watching this stream or just like, completely turns it off, and they're like, all right, this is the part where they talk about Derek White. I'm good. Um, he's because, yeah, That's fine. Everyone's just laughing. And I, I agree. Um, no, my, Collectively, go, who? Yeah, no, my question could have been, like, can Rudy Gay keep shooting mid-ranges Jumpers? at this pace? Like. Uh, <laughs> um, can DeMar DeRozan keep pulling up from mid-range? Like, can it happen? His 15-footers are incredible. Yeah. No, the internet <laughs> seems to love Derek White, and yeah. uh, and rightfully so. The guy's been excellent. Um, I was I was working on an article during the Summer League, mm-hmm. and Derek White was playing Summer League ball this mm-hmm. year, which is crazy to think about now. Right. Because he's, like, yeah, honestly one of the best defensive guards in the yeah. league now. And he was playing summer league ball, and I sent the article to producer Tim. Mm-hmm. And um, of course, I wrote it way too long. I was just talking about like I was doing like a deep dive into all these players, and it was like a deep dive into Mo Wagner and all this stuff. Right. It's like, all right, people don't want to read about Mo Wagner. It's fine. <laughs> and Derek White was on there, and I cut out Derek White out of my article too, because <laughs> again, it was like it was like, hey, people don't want to people don't read, want to read about Derek White, and um. They just lost so many people through injuries. Right, right, yeah. And Derek White had to step up. But I remember writing that Derek White didn't look like he belonged on the court. Right. He would pull up. He had so much confidence. It was confidence that I I haven't really seen in a Mm -hmm. player in a minute, man. In in Summer League, he just knew he was the best player on the court at all times. Yeah. And I put that he was always the best player on the court. But now he is just white on rice on players now. He is... He will lock them yeah, down. Yeah, he's got a lot. Yeah. He, uh, I, I, I pulled up um, Cleaning the Glass, which is an awesome statistic mm-hmm. website. Um, he is in the 100th percentile, meaning he leads the league in blocks percentage for guards. Ooh, wee. So he gets the highest percent of blocks for, for all guards for in the league. For all guards. Um, he's in the 75th percentile for steal percentage. Holy cow. I mean, defensively... Yeah, he's going to get his steals, and he's going to get his blocks at a higher clip than any other guard in the league. Yeah. And so when we go back to my question, can he slow down James Harden? All right, let's put this guy on James Harden. Yeah. And all right, James, what you got? Yeah. Because this team lives and dies with James Harden. Oh, no doubt. And can they do it? And it's such contrasting teams, right, when you look at, uh, San Antonio and Houston oh, matched yeah. up in the first round. Right. <laughs> where it's like, we're only going to let it fly from three. From, right. Or it's going to be a dunk. Or it's going to be a dunk. That's it. And San Antonio is like, yeah, we might dunk it a little bit, but we love that, that pull up. To 18 I'm going to kiss it off glass. <laughs> right? I'm just going to kiss it off glass. <laughs> and that's who we are. And mm. it's very, very contrasting teams. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, he reminds me a lot of Gary Payton. 
Yes, man. I mean, just a defensive dog. Um, and he's willing to take on any challenge. I mean, any challenge defensively. So he reminds me a lot of that. Now, I don't know if he's the scorer yet. Yeah. And Gary but, Payton did it for right, right, right. however, yeah. many, for however right. many years. And, and and please don't just like yeah, yeah. cut 10 seconds out of this clip. Just be they like, say, oh, oh they say Derek White's uh, the next Gary, Gary Payton. Payton. Like, oh, <laughs> no, hold calm on, hold down. On. Calm down. Um, All right. But he reminds me a lot of just a, a, a scrappy guy in the jock. I mean, he's, he's going to guard you. He's going to guard you. Wherever jock. you go, oh yeah, he's called in the jock, man. Like Hop in the jock, and you got him. But um, real quick, this this is a great chance to uh, to bring up uh, Matthias Thibel. Mm-hmm. He's the Washington. He's a guard out of Washington. Yeah, um, he just beat Derek Payton's record for most steals um, oh. in college basketball. It's like this insane defensive guard. Yeah, and so when I think about college basketball. Makes me want to shout out at large bid. Oh yeah! Make sure you check out their selection Sunday show. No um, doubt, great show. It was great an awesome show. Episode. Washington's a nine seed this this mm-hmm. season, um, so you'll see them in a really. Re- I mean, they're so defensively mm-hmm. focused. He's averaging like over three steals a game. That's crazy. For two years, he's averaged over three steals a game. <laughs> It's crazy. <laughs> oh, it's it's actually insane to think. Yeah, about. that's crazy. It's insane to think. About. I mean, it, it, just think about just basketball in general. So when you when you're going up against the nation's best guards and players, and you've yourself have caused three turnovers by steals a game. So- so like, this is the thing he plays in the Pac-12. So it's definitely not the nation's right, best. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Which you'll hear you'll hear him uh, you'll hear him talk about on Boom, the roasted. on the at large bid podcast. They'll talk about how right, uh, if the, you're filling out your bracket and you're trying to win at your work and you're in a work right. pool bracket, don't bet on the Pac-12. Stay out of the Pac-12. <laughs> yes. So um, all right, not to totally derail the thing, but. <laughs> Just if we were bringing up my man Gary Payton, yeah, thought I'd shot him out. Yeah, so, no doubt. San Antonio really, I think their only bet is for Demar Derozan to continue playing at the at the clip yeah. he's played at. Um, he's been excellent this year, mm-hmm. um, which he's always been excellent. It almost seems like he's quietly kind of had an excellent season, and, yeah. and he's not getting the credit he deserves no. for what he's doing over no. there. Um, again, this team lost everybody. everybody. We th- I, di- I didn't think they were a playoff team no. when they were going into the season. And I was like, after all the people they lost, no way. Yeah. They lost Lonnie Walker, their, mm-hmm. their lottery pick. They lost, uh, DeJounte Just Murray. Murray yeah. th- you know, their starting point guard. They lost their backcourt. Yeah. Literally they lost their backcourt. Um, you know, in the trade, it kind of drains them of players. They lose Pau Gasol now yeah. for nothing. Tony Parker. It was Tony gone. Parker. Ginobili. Uh, Ginobili retires. Gone. So, I mean, everyone, everybody kind of left. It's crazy to, mm-hmm. to think that this team actually um, has, has a playoff matchup yeah. this, this season. And um, there's teams out there like Sacramento and L.A. that aren't in the playoffs. Right. But San Antonio is. But San Antonio and It's just is. a testament to Pop. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm pulling up. I, I sent it to you. Um, I sent you a text on... That insane statistic that the uh, 
Hold on. About the Spurs. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. I do. All right, here it is. And let me give credit to Airless at Airless Jordan. At Airless Jordan, I know you're not watching, so shout out to you. <laughs> uh, Spurs Spurs got 41 wins this season, so they're not going to have a losing record. Yeah. They have only had a losing record for 65 days. The last 22 years total. Isn't that nuts? The next closest team has over 1,000 days. They have 65 days of the losing record. Yeah. The next closest team has over 1,000. That's crazy. <laughs> That's cr- I mean, 22 years. 22 65 years. days. If you start the season 0-1, that's a day. Yeah. And if you don't play for two days, that's two more days. Yeah. And it's crazy that they've just had a winning record almost every day for every 22 day for, years. Yeah. And it, it feels like it's kind of due to end. And I think this is it. Yeah. You think this is uh, Coach Pop's swan song? Um, I want to say no because I, I love Pop. But it's kind of got that feel to <laughs> it's it. Kinda, <laughs> it's kind of got that feel to it. It does, man. Um, I, I think that. I think he he lost his security blankets. You know, Tim Duncan retires a few years ago. Ginobili just retired. Parker leaves. Kawhi was supposed Kawhi to be the heir, was to, supposed the to, be the heir to the throne. He leaves. Um, I I think that I think I don't know if he's frustrated by the game where the game is headed. You know, as I mean, far he's, as he's I mean, came he's, out and he's said. openly said that about it. But I think that's part of it. I think he gets frustrated by it. Um, and his resume, I mean, is really impeccable. So, I mean, he really doesn't have anything to prove. Pass the torch to Becky Hammond. Yep. Let's go. DeJounte yep. Murray, Derek White, yep. and Lonnie Walker. And let's run it. Let that be your guard rotation next year. Yep. Jakob Pertl. And let's let's move on. I'm ready for the San Antonio um, phase to kind of end. Yeah. And I, I'm ready for start. Becky Hammond. I think yeah, that would be so dope. Me too. I'm ready. I'm so ready. That would be awesome. Um, I don't give San Antonio a, a realistic shot in the playoffs, do you? No. Yeah, me neither. No. Uh, let's move on to the seventh seed yes, sir. in the Western Conference, and that's the Utah Jazz. Ben, I ask you, what is the biggest question for the Utah Jazz heading into the playoffs this year? Um, Utah Jazz, I mean, of course they have Donovan Mitchell. Okay. Uh, Rudy Gobert. Okay. But who's going to be their three? Their their third best player, their third option. Uh, Rubio has kind of stepped up sometimes. Uh, you have a Jay Crowder there. Um, who's going to be that guy to step up as that third option for the Utah Jazz to be able to win playoff games? And I'm not saying those two, either two of those are. Yeah, I don't have an I don't have an answer, and neither do the Utah Jazz. The Jazz don't so, have an answer. Yeah, like no one, no one here has an answer. Um, man, I don't see it for them. Um, I'm not a Donovan Mitchell guy. So yeah. I say this: I used to live in Louisville, and uh, I've seen Donovan Mitchell play in a U of L jersey, mm-hmm. right? I used to listen to U of L talk radio every single day. Yeah, um, I drive to work. I drive back to work. I would hear people talk about him all the time, every day, every day. Donovan Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell. Um, I'm just not a believer, man. Yeah, I think that he's he is offensively he's Zach Levine, but maybe a little less efficient. Yeah, and and that's what the numbers say. Right. Um, defensively, he's much better than Zach Levine. 
So I don't want to, I don't want to kind of paint him in a wrong light because right. he is much better defensively. He's not a liability on defense. Right. I don't think he's an excellent defender, but I don't think he's a liability on defense by any means. Um, I just don't see him as as much different offensively. He's he's pretty inefficient. Yeah, to be honest, um, he has to be a high volume guy that's inefficient. Yeah, and to me that's that's not my kind of guy. Um, he's not an excellent three point shooter. Um, I don't know. It's just it's just nuts that we see Donovan Mitchell and we're like, yeah, he's a number one on like a playoff team for sure. And we look at Zach Levine, and we're like, yeah, he's like the number one, but he's really bad on a lottery, on like right. you know, a team that could be the worst team in the league. Right. And right. it's just like, I don't think there's that much discrepancy in the two. No. Um, and so for that reason, I'm just not a huge believer in Donovan Mitchell, and I'd like to see him be more efficient. And um, yeah, I think yeah. he kind of needs to prove that first. I, I would agree with that. I, I think that his efficiency kills him because yeah. um, he takes – he takes a lot of unnecessary shots and a lot yeah. of bad shots. Um, so I, I, I like the red, you know, like the other teams before the six C, the seven C, and the eight C, like we've talked about before. I don't see them having much progress in the playoffs. Um, Mitchell's, you know, not efficient. I don't think they're rostered. I mean, adding Kyle Korver really didn't do a whole lot for me. Um, he was, uh, you know, that's a popular addition if you're a fan, right? If you're a fan of, yeah, cool. he coming home and all that stuff. I get what it. Else, what else are the Cavs going to do with it? You right. Know? right. Sure. That's fine. Um, I just don't think that if you're going to go toe to toe with like the Warriors and you're going to have a guy like Jay Crowder in your starting lineup, right? You're going to lose. You're going to lose. And if your second offensive option is Rudy Gobert. You're gonna lose. You're gonna lose, mm-hmm. and that's fine. And it's it's just the way it is, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I again, I just don't see anyone that has really star potential. I think Rudy Gobert is first team All Defensive yeah. center in the league. Don't get it wrong. I, right, I, he's incredible defensively, but offensively they're just not there. Yeah, I Donovan would agree Mitchell, with that. Donovan Mitchell this year is shooting forty two and a half percent from the field that's bad yeah he's shooting 34 percent from three that's what he shot last year right that's not really good and this year and last year we're on seven attempts a game it's just not efficient it's not efficient yeah and mm-hmm. and that's fine that's just not who he is he's not an efficient guy right he's asked to do a lot at a really young age yeah i mean he's he is the face and the leader of that franchise i mean yeah what's we'll he 23 yeah, I you mean, know what this so, team really needs? Yeah, a Gordon Hayward. A Gordon Hayward. Yep. <laughs> this team needs a healthy Gordon Hayward that doesn't get injured. Yep. They would. That, that's exactly what this team needs. Yep. Man. Yep. They need you know Rodney Hood and Gordon Hayward. Really though. I mean, that's what. Yeah. Like, uh, you, if you want to take a load off of him and make him more efficient, you got to put better players around him. I agree, man. And you had that opportunity, and kind of blew it. Kind of blew it. Yeah. So. Um, there's really not too much more to talk about with nope. the Jazz, right? Yeah. Um, that brings us to our last playoff team in the West, and right now that's the Clippers. And my question for the Clippers: How was <laughs> was how will their young core perform 
during their four-game sweep by the, <laughs> by the Warriors. So, uh, just keep it real. Yeah. How hey, we it, don't pull no punches right, here. No. We don't pull no punches. Shot call. Yeah, we call no. it like we call it like we see yeah, it. Yeah, you guys are gonna get swept in four. So you know, will Shea get a double double during one of those games? <laughs> is my question. Uh, he got his first double double. Yes. Ever as as an NBA player in his rookie season. Yep. He got it the other night. Um, really. All, all I'm looking for, if I'm a, if I'm a Clippers fan, all I'm looking for, I'm not looking for a win. Let's be honest, you're not going to get it. No. Um, even if you do, it's going to be an empty win, and it won't. It's mean just going to mean game five where you get smoked. So I'm right. looking for Shea to get 32 plus minutes. I'm looking for Landry Shamit to get a ton of minutes. Yeah. Um, get a lot of good looks from three. Mm-hmm. You want your, you, you know, you want Montrez Harrell to get good, meaningful yeah. minutes. Um, where they're playing at the highest caliber, you know what I mean? Where right. they're playing at the highest possible um, potential that they can play at. Right. And they're performing well. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to win while they're performing well, and that's fine. That's okay, yeah. yeah that's okay that's for where they're at. Yeah, yeah that's fine. they're not going to win this year, and that's fine. Yeah. Because um, in the offseason, they'll sign Kawhi, they'll mm-hmm. sign another max free agent, and they'll be fine. Yep. Um, but really... It's just about getting young players playing yeah. time. And I, I think, too, that I think Doc knows that he's got something special coming. I, 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 he, I think he knows that this isn't their year, and it wasn't supposed to be their year. It wasn't. So for I, them to even make it to the playoffs, I think, is an accomplishment in itself. So I agree. I will say that I have a big problem with Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers, this is for you right oh, here. Oh, yeah. You played Avery Bradley. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you <laughs> right. playing Avery Bradley? Avery Bradley played for the Pistons. Yeah. Um, he wasn't good really until his kind of last year on the Celtics. He wasn't good on the Pistons. No. I legitimately think, and feel free, you can DM us uh, at 48 Minutes Network on Twitter. You can DM us and tell me that I'm wrong, whatever. Tweet at me and tell me I'm wrong. I think Avery Bradley is one of the worst 10 players in the league. <laughs> the worst 10 players in the league. And and this guy, Doc Rivers, started him every game. Yeah. And that's insanity. That me. is. That is insanity. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. So um he doesn't he doesn't like to play young guys a ton. Yeah. Doc Rivers needs to realize that this is what's best for him. Play mm-hmm. the young guys. You're going to sign huge free agents in the offseason. Yeah. You're going to be a playoff team next year. Absolutely. I think that they could even be a home playoff team next year. Yeah, they're going to get next, two max guys. Next year, I'm going to sit in this chair. You're going to sit in that mm-hmm. chair. We're going to talk about the teams in the Western Conference, and we're going to go through the top four, and I think we're going to say the Clippers' names. I agree. I really do. And this is a great time to play Shea, to play Trez, yep. to play uh, Shamit. Yep. Get those guys in while you can right now. Yep. Because um, next year, you're you're not going to have time to develop them. You're going to have stars there yeah. that are ready to win on their timeline. Yep. And so now is the time to transition them from young guys to playoff guys that are on a winning timeline. Yeah. And this is the perfect time to do it because you really have nothing to lose. Nothing. You're going to get swept. That's it. So might, you might as well get meaningful minutes out of those guys and be ready to go next year. I agree. Staple Centers will have uh, two playoff games this playoff. <laughs> and it's just going to be the Clippers <laughs> losing the Warriors. <laughs> and that's it. But that's okay. That's it, man. We're all right with that. That's it. But that uh, that wraps up our Western Conference playoff questions. Appreciate you guys tuning into our live pod 
Uh, appreciate everyone that helped out with getting this production together. It's been awesome. Um, Wednesday coming up, we're going to have our live podcast. Um, and that's going to be at Braxton Brewery at 7 o'clock. And uh, that is presented by 7.30. Sure. All right. Get there at 7. Get a beer. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's 48 Minutes presents uh, At Large Bid live at Braxton Brew House. So, In the tap um, room. Ch- yeah. Check yeah, it out. That'll be awesome. We're, uh, we're taking proceeds for the uh, American Association for Suicide Prevention. And we've already raised $420 for that. So Which is amazing. That is amazing, That's man. That's awesome. Great so cause. Cool. Great cause. And the works. best part about that is Producer Tim. Getting a tattoo, Get a tattoo of it. Baby. Love it. Producer love Tim. It. Uh, Shout out to your boy. Love it. <laughs> yes. So we're going to have a live pod there. We're going to do a Q&A. So come ask your questions. Um, this is a great chance to really, really fine-tune your bracket. Yeah. This bracket um, is a little weird. It's a lot of ones and twos going to be in your Elite Eight and uh, yeah. stuff. So you're gonna need you're gonna need those um, sleeper teams uh, to really set yourself apart in the office. So make sure you show up. Producer Tim and a bunch of great people will be there to help you uh, win your office pool. So the, they'll put you on top for sure. I That's mean, it. the the panel that they're gonna have there's That's gonna be it, phenomenal. That's so it. make sure you check it out. But Ben. Appreciate you hanging, my man. Brother, always Appreciate a you pleasure. having a glass of wine with me, no talking doubt. some Western Conference no hoops. No doubt. It was a lot of fun. It was you know a good that. time, guys. Appreciate you hanging out. See you guys. Take care.